Checking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. Recording with consent. At least we've secured abortion rights. Way to go, election people. Well, I was going to say, like, there's one thing I am very grateful for, um, the state that I live in. Uh, yeah, no, Colorado showed, man. Did it? Like, I didn't, I didn't, ch- like, I, was I don't know if waiting. they've declared Bobert, but she was behind. But it's, it's not down it's, to like 2,200 votes. Like, it's yeah, really. Yeah. If she wins, I think she doesn't have great chances, but it can happen. But other than that, I mean, dude, the Democrats like fucking rolled. Did, that, did we? Okay. They, we, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if two, I identify. Two longtime Republican districts in the East side of Colorado went Republican for the Congress. Uh, but like from Denver West has is more than likely all blue. Okay. Yeah. And then do district that Colorado got went hard blue. So mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Shrooms are legal. Let's go. I, yeah, man. Yeah. Plant medicine. Hey, that shit's real. Yeah. Possession but we're not, not letting wine in grocery stores. No what wine was... in grocery stores. Yeah. Fuck yes. That. Yeah. And what about no wine delivery also? And... Was that voted? No, I didn't see that. I and didn't look at the other three. And then, and then what the, was uh, the number of liquor licenses? I think God. I think did all three go down? Actually, I probably. That's what the Democrat, the Democratic Party was suggesting, mm. and what most most political entities, other than the really far right, were suggesting. And Summit County tends to vote blue through and through pretty fairly liberal with it with a couple of standout uh counterpoints i would say well i laugh that there's a house next to the post office that always has like a dozen signs in their yard and i laugh because every one of the signs they had up lost and i'm mm. just like yeah because they're big trumpers oh yeah well luck is well it was interesting election Time in the in America, election night in America. So it's yeah. great. Well, hey everybody, welcome to Ignorant Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. We're coming to you live from beautiful Keystone, Colorado, via the magic of the interwebs. And this is your podcast where we take your topics and turn them into our show, where we are ignorant and uninformed about everything we're about to draw. I am joined by our ignorant hosts, Mister Jeff Watson. Hi, guys. And our uninformed host, Mr. Max Sorakistan. Oh, that's doubly true. Like, I actually was like, oh, shit, I'm glad we're doing this today. Like, I'll be able to talk to those guys who I'm sure paid attention to, like, more election coverage (laughs) than I did. So, you know, appreciate y'all keeping me uh, informed. And I am both ignorant and uninformed, Ben Hollywood Whitmore. And this is your podcast where we take your topics and turn them into our shows for 30 minutes of uninterrupted podcasting gold, or at least until the next toilet overflows. And then, <laughs> and uh, Max is going to tell you how to keep them toilets coming. Uh, clean? Keep them clean. Keep those toilets coming clean because they're guilty as fuck and they need some penance. Uh, I don't know, man, topics. This is, we call it our podcast and it's your show. Or is it your podcast and our show? I can't remember what the website says. This is your Whatever. podcast with an, our sh- show. Okay, cool. Uh, because... Maybe? Y'all give us topics that currently live in a salad spinner because that's the most obvious place for uh, 
bunch of pieces of paper to live in because one's home. Ben broke um, the last one. <laughs> uh, yes, he did. Uh, and uh, if you would like to play along at home, we would greatly appreciate it. We will send Please. you a t-shirt. We will call you a saint. Uh, and there's lots of ways that you can get these launching off points to us, should you be so inclined. You can hit us up on the Facebooks and message the show if that's something you'd like to do. You can use other social medias. Uh, Lord knows I don't, but I'm sure one of us does. I know Jeff likes the Twitters, uh, mm-hmm. even with Alon a and new Twitter. Um, are we over on Mastodon yet? Is that what that shit's called? Uh, uh, I'm not even... God <laughs> At Ig and on Instagram at Ig and on uh, ignorant and uninformed at gmail.com is, is the email address. And you can click the submit a topic button were you to be on our website. And that's the, those are them's the best ways to get the topics to us. It's that, true. That's what we got. Yeah. So is Mastodon a thing? What, what is that? All right. So like I saw there was some, like there was some, I, I could have got the name wrong, but it's like where oh, a bunch right. of people jumped off of Twitter when Elon like started announcing changes and they joined this other platform that like pretty much crashed because it got 650,000 users in a day. They were not prepared for such things. And I think it's kind of a confusing app to use from what I've read. So we have better Twitter. Something about like uh, uh, servers. It's closer to Discord, I think, than Twitter. Mm. Mm. We just yeah. get better Twitter. We'll call it bitter, and it'll be, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, all the old Twitter dudes that got fired will just go start another one and call it Twatter. The, and... They also well, they also like they they called a bunch of them back. Like they I fired know. a whole bunch, <laughs> and then they were like, so "Actually, pathetic. we didn't think about how much your job is required to do <laughs> what we do." So so pathetic. It's really like could he could he have bungled that hostile corporate takeover anymore? I doubt no, it. Probably. Uh well this is good. We're gonna talk about oh, it's actually I can I can throw that in this episode. Uh so another one from Roscoe Tealeaf. Uh evidently Roscoe. likes to get a little political uh oh. because it's the promise versus the reality of capitalism then and now. Um Wow. So I looked up late stage capitalism, and that's a term that actually comes from, I want to say it was a German economist that started like right around like 1903, early 1900s is when that term, but it was just called late capitalism originally, was like when that term originated. Um, And there's like tie in with like Marxism. um, But as for like when late stage capitalism became... uh, like thrown around in like today's parlance, I'm not very sure of, but I wanted to throw that out there. Well, so what sure does it mean? It. What's it mean? What does late capitalism mean? It was a long fucking wiki. I'm not going to lie. I didn't read the whole thing. And like, it got kind of confusing. And uh, I was more just curious when the term came from, not necessarily what it, what it meant. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I encourage you to do your own research, Jeff. No, I'm just kidding. The, um, I mean, I think it was sort of like, again, I skimmed it quite literally ignorant and uninformed. Um, But I think it had something to do with the, you know, so there's an idea, I think it was like Carl Jung um, was called like an anti-dromeo. And it's the idea that like opposites start to look like one another if taken to their furthest extremes. And so I think, I think there was some of that at play in there with like how, you know, capitalism taken to its logical extreme looks a lot like, 
something else. And so like it starts to morph and that could be 100% completely wrong. I mean, yeah. I can but you know it. what's great about that? It doesn't matter on this podcast because I like it. <laughs> uh, I'm all that about is it. now canon. <laughs> yes, and it shall be canon. I feel like we need a censor of incense. <laughs> <laughs> Bless your face. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I mean, what did capitalism... What it Was that what the, was it would promise? that be the American dream? That's what I was going to say. I was like, the promise of it is sort of like the American dream that like intangible tangibility. Anyone can succeed if you work hard enough. Fuck over the next guy hard enough. He is. If you fuck the next guy hard enough, you too can succeed. You stand um, on the shoulders of others. Yes. Yeah. Not on, jo- they're not, you're not on your shoulders. You're, you've crushed their corpses. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you've climbed to the top of the pile of bodies yeah well and i think top of the corpse hill i mean i think right that there right there is like that's the promise versus the reality right like yeah you know the promise is like oh anyone can succeed and you can do it and upward mobility and um well i think that's that's the thing though the promise only talks about the positives and it won't talk about the negatives you know well i feel like that's mo. (laughs) yes and I feel like that's most promises. Like if you're trying to sell someone on the idea, you be like, yeah. all right, this is going to be shitty. This is going to suck. You're going to fuck the world over and you're going to hate it. Like it's not. But you're going to have three houses. <laughs> um, and so I think that like, yeah. And, and I think that's just it, right? Like the promise is the, the light side, the like positive and the, the reality is the dark. Don't look over here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As for like the then and now. Yeah. What were you going to say? Or were you just buying time? I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Uh, I had more to say, but it sounded like you were going to make another point. No, I was going to give you some space, buddy. Oh, well, now I'm, now I'm screwed. Uh, If you want to talk about McDonald's, do it. I don't want to talk about McDonald's. That's capitalism at its worst. Uh, you're not in the burger business. You're in the real estate business. Mm-hmm. Did you see that movie? I yeah. I, I didn't see the movie. I just saw that clip. Okay. So that's me being ignorant and uninformed yeah. about it. Uh, but what I was going to add was, hello? Yes. Okay. It froze. What I was going I think you're to stalling, add, but please go. Now I am, because now I've completely <laughs> lost my point. So please, total capitalism. Please stop <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, okay. I remembered it. So capitalism only, like, to me, the promise of capitalism is uh, it, it's not, it, it doesn't, it works for a very small percentage of people. And that's the thing that they don't tell you that they're, that for the rest of us, we are necessary. We are necessary part of capitalism at large to bolster up those who win capitalism air quotes, heavy air quotes around, around that. Like, you know, without regulation, unfettered capitalism will literally accept the, the elite of the elite of the elite. And it's happening already. I mean, the, the, wage dis- the wealth disparity in this country is further apart than any 
other point in history we've ever seen mm-hmm. in this world, really, but in this country, in the United States, being that the the local uh, genre in which we are setting this scene. But you know what I mean? I don't know. I've been told that's the woke's fault, though. It's it is. It's woke America. My my pronouns are kiss my ass. So I guess to like I can't wait to run for a public office and all these podcasts <laughs> come to the surface. And I just also all the little wait. sound bites I, that come actually, out. Actually, what if all oh three of us God. ran for this against each other for the same office and we just like played you, you know, that's exactly that's exactly how my friends and I took over a club in high school. <laughs> we literally showed up the first day when they elected officers and we all ran in different positions. Yeah. And so and so after that, the future educators of America at at my high school was just a pizza party club. That was what we did. We <laughs> went to see these pizza. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was hilarious. It I was mean, amazing. And so I you felt were the, so bad. Let me get this straight. You were the fem boys. Okay. The the no the FEA the future educators of America. Oh, sorry. America. America. It was, I feel bad. I'm pretty sure that teacher's got to be passed by now. She was old, <laughs> but um, like, but it, the whole now, thing was we did it because we didn't really like the teacher who was in charge of it, but she kept trying to get all the English, like the kids who were good in her class to do it. And so I was like, Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we just like showed up and elected ourselves the officers so we could put it on our transcripts and then not do anything? <laughs> And thus, the future educators of America at CC's weekly meetings. Oh, CC's. No. Yeah. That is like the truth versus the reality of democracy. Yeah. That's exactly what. But I think when it comes to like, yeah, I mean, that's an awesome story. Like, don't even, I won't take that (laughs) away from you. Um, uh, But when it comes to like capitalism, yeah, you know, there's that dream that like, right, it's the the line that we're sold is that if you are better, if you are better and work harder and the thing that you do, you do better than anyone else that you can succeed and you will be able to uh, accumulate wealth. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that like, there are a whole handful of rules <laughs> that uh, prevent that from happening from some people and encourage that to happening from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And at no point does it talk about, like you were saying, Jeff, like the fallout and the cost mm-hmm. yeah. um, would be the, yeah. Well, and for the, every person that like succeeds and blows up, there's, thousands of people that failed and will never see that dream <laughs> oh it's very much survivorship bias right yeah yeah we don't hear about the folk we don't fear about the thousands we hear about the five yeah right yeah, exactly like yeah yeah i wonder too though about like it would be interesting if we were recording this and if we were what? products of like the baby boomer if we were baby boomers in our thirties and forties now, like if we were living, if we had been through the fifties, if like the middle class still existed, well, if, we certainly wouldn't have a podcast. If we were boomers who were 30, it'd be the eighties. We, we'd be recording on big tape reels. You it's fucking funny. know what I mean. Um, I do. I'm with you, Max. Um, if we were having this podcast, they're going to be huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, but if we're having this conversation, I'd be curious what that looks like and how we thought about it 
then when like the middle class was strong and like before like, I don't know if it was before these turns or if before people. But were I mean, also in that, I mean, during that those years, the cost of living was significantly lower. Cost right, of education, Edu- everything was cheaper oh, yeah. by a lot, and wages haven't kept up. So you could have an okay office job and easily afford a house, an okay manufacturing job. Like you could have, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the idea of minimum wage is that like it was the minimum wage to afford a life. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's kind of what you hear from politicians, older politicians. They're like, well, when I went, I put myself through college with a server job. It's like, well, you can't do that anymore. That was 50 years ago. Come on, pull your head out of your ass. Yeah. In their defense, like I didn't, you know, unless we were like still, unless you keep up on like, the institutions then like we always just like i i know that until i started hanging out and speaking to people who are teachers and work in schools now like up until then in my mind like schools were just the way they were when i was a kid and it was still like that it wasn't until i was like spending time with someone else who was like a mesh in the system now that it was like oh so i mean I yeah, I don't know. I understand why those politicians say those things and like why people are like, well, if it, this is how it was for me, so you, it can be that way for you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting this is the first time in recent history, certainly, but that that a generation has been worse off when it comes to wealth, when it comes to uh accrued value and and accrued wealth that has been worse off than the generation before. Um, like even, even if you look at like the 1920s, the stock market crash, those people lived through that. That didn't, that wasn't generationally inherited. That, that was something that happened to the active working class and recovered, but in, in a relatively short time because of world war two ultimately, but. Uh, and government in, intervention and government intervention. Yeah. And now there's there's a very staunch group of uh, politicians who very much are against any government interference or uh, uh, government regulation of of the economy or capitalism because it only serves to hinder their abilities. You know what I mean? I was watching. So I've always loved uh, Adam Conover and the work that that dude does. And so there's a Netflix series called The G Word, and it's Mm. all about, like, government. And so I watched the first episode last night, and it was talking about food. And depression and government assistance came up. And he was talking about, like, demographically, during the Great Depression, uh, one in four Americans lived on farms, right? 25% of the population. Um, And how... So because of that, like, that's when a bunch of the subsidies for farmers started with, like, you know, grow it. Like, we're going to pay you to grow the corn and the grain and all the things that are, like, fucking up our processed foods now. Um, But, like, that legislation has never changed, despite the, like, fact that, like, obviously, the Democrats, like, one in four of us do not live on farms any longer. Um, But all of those I wonder what that number is now. They they, they did. They said it, but I can't. I mean, it's got to be like one in 500. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I'd say even lower than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember 
yeah, I can't recall. It's definitely on there, and they, and they do mention it. Well, I will definitely uh, check that out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it, yeah, it's good. I mean, I I like what that dude does. Um, I still have the Netflix. Oh, nice, nice. I keep thinking about canceling it, but I just can't bring myself to. It. I'm always finding something uh, I want to watch. Yeah, well, there's a bunch of shit out there for sure. <laughs> anyway, farms. Well, I mean, just the, the idea of like subsidies and the fact that like part of the reason that the working class did bounce back so fast in the depression is because government took action to help. Mm-hmm. And like, well, the much WPA, like, yay, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, like unfettered capital, right? Like that's the thing that like, uh, yeah, the government takes a lot of shit, uh, but it also does a lot of good for us. And like, yeah. Capital capitalism is, you know, it it's a it's like like a lot of things. It it works on paper, but then in practice, people get involved, and that, that's that's where it just sort of falls apart. Well, and also scale, right? Like just oh, because, sure. like, right? And like something is okay on a small scale. Like, look, man, like communism, right? Like there are communities in Israel. There's kibbutzes in Israel where like communism can work, and it's you know we're talking about like a hundred and a half people. You know what I mean? So like, and I think that there's probably a scale that capitalism works at too, but like, I mean, you could argue like democracy. We've talked about like this country and how large it is. And like probably somewhere in the, you know, under 200 million, uh, uh, people is, is probably the ideal thing. Now that we're nearly 350 million Americans, uh, it's, it's starting to sort of come off the rails a bit. You know what I mean? What's interesting is that like the five most wealthy people in the world control it's something like 50% of the actual wealth and like five, like eight or eight people or something like that. Eight individuals. Yeah. And it's like, if those eight individuals weren't around and their wealth, like, obviously that it's not that simple. It's not like we can just be like, okay, here's all your money and wealth. We're just going to redistribute it. But like, and even if they like were to die, that wouldn't just go back into the economy. You know what I mean? But no. when you think about it, if those eight people control 50% of the wealth, if those eight people didn't have that 50% of the wealth, everyone else would double their, of their value. They wouldn't do just That's be eight how, different people. Right. But I'm just saying if we could do it that way. But that's the that's the problem is that like that's math, Max. You can't argue math. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but just but math doesn't like Pem that doesn't math. account for human tendencies and like human yeah. behavior. Oh. oh no, absolutely. You're right. Like what I would like hearing you speak of that. So first off, like there is an awesome Adam Conover video on YouTube that talks about billionaires and that he like shed some light on that, which is awesome. It was like directly in relationship to uh, what Shannard did with Patagonia uh, and awesome to see what he um, had to say about that, I think. Ah, um, but to me, um, you know, like how different is that from feudal times? How different is that from like, you know, if you would have in like the 1500s, if you took the kings of the most popular of the most populous eight nations, right? The monarchs, like the crown probably controlled you know, there's probably eight monarchs that controlled just as much, maybe more, but like a startling amount of the wealth. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, the the I think the math will back me up on this. 
but I, I think that the wage, the, the value disparity between like the 1% and everybody else is further now than it was even in like feudal Europe mm. and, and in like in Chinese dynasties mm. and things so from what I understand, but it's just, and it, it's a numbers game, right? Because there's just, there's just more wealth in the world. There's more people in the world. So therefore, you know. The numbers drive the, the that disparity, sure, up and back at the sure. same time. Right, know? right. When you're when you're dividing that total wealth number by, yeah, it's, it's hard to one, compare, but yeah, yeah, by like a billion versus like seven point five billion or eight yeah. billion. Yeah, like, it's just like the numbers, yeah. are grossly over, yeah, overinflated because the world has has, I mean the the amount. I, I don't even know how you would go about equating those types of things. Like, because there just wasn't a, there weren't that many people in the world. There wasn't that much wealth in the world. How do we even value that kind of thing comparatively? Like, can you go by like the resources that were available on our planet and divide, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there's a good uh, metric for that, but like, it's something that people like to tout about when they talk about class disparity Mm. and like the 1% versus everybody else. But when you really stop to think about it, it's, 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 it's apples and oranges, really. Like you could take the richest king of England compared to the rest of the British empire, I guess. And like, you know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. It's apples and oranges at that point. Well, it's hard too, because a bunch of these billionaires in the U S it's fucking stocks. It's not even real until they sell it. I mean, yeah, it's right. valuations, and and again, those are all just inflated, made up numbers to <laughs> represent. Like, if this person were to sell all the things that they own, so, they would have this much money, maybe. But so like, then, nobody's sorry. liquid. So then, I'm curious because, like, that's a relatively recent phenomenon, like fake money and like theory, theoretical dollars. Yeah. Um, Internet so, like, dollars, right? But like, so like, you know, when capitalism, like, I For wonder Twitter. if that was a tipping point. Um, mm, mm, as far mm. as like the then and now as you know, like when wealth could have been measured in a more tangible, less ethereal way. Yeah. Yeah. Like that dude over there, he had a hundred cows. He was rich as fuck. And five acres and like a nice <laughs> fucking house and some gold in there. Right. But I mean, like if you were to compare that, like maybe he had the only, maybe he had a hundred cows and the rest of the village had one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, and then you say, okay, if that was all the available cows, yeah, that guy was essentially a billionaire, but that dude was cow rich. <laughs> he was cow rich, man. <laughs> He's got that cow money. And, you know, and like, but you look at like a modern dairy farmer today, a dairy farmer today who has hundreds of th- thousands, if not thousands of cows on, on a farm, you know, like. It, again, is there even a comparison? That's one individual running a business that sells milk to dairy producers. Like he, he just produces milk and you know what I mean? Like he's not providing meat or, I mean, they are obviously they sell the cows to butchers when they're, when they're past their milking days, which interestingly enough, I follow some dairy TikTokers and uh, <laughs> fascinating Iowa dairy farmer. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. It's come up before on the show for sure. You've mentioned this before. How did you start following dairy farmer TikTok? Random shit on Facebook reels, man. Like the most random 
things they're like hey you know what ben would be obsessed with for some reason is robots that milk cows oh all right i don't know what internet search i did to do that but apparently hey man yeah i don't want to know listen my Uh, private time is my private time okay that's why i said i didn't want to know and again it's probably a good thing we're not running for office because any soundbite out of this out of the segment it's crossed my mind don't don't get me wrong but this podcast is the thing that like I was like, mm, if anyone did even a remote background check on me and this came up, holy shit. No. I, see, but I wonder, like, again, and I, this is, I've said this Joe before, Rogan could will... have an office tomorrow. If you're Alex Jones, for Christ's sake. And they're, they're actual weirdos. I mean, we're pretty we weird, ours too. Is, well, I mean, if you're going to run GOP, you can say whatever the fuck you want. I would say ours is more... In I, a parody world of like well, intolerance and ig- ignorance. See, I just think that that's going to be something that changes over the course of our lifetime as like everything we've ever said and done has is like now recorded and there's public record of and like granted we chose to do this right. Um, yeah. But like, like, I think that we're going to see more <laughs> forgiveness more like understanding that like where people just won't give a fuck it exactly. won't even be about forgiveness well right, yeah. you know we're all cisgendered heterosexual white men so we're we're gonna be fine maybe to be quite honest but we'll be brought to task at some point but uh maybe yeah i don't know i don't know but like that's the idea that like yeah anyway what would you run for uh i thought about running for like state legislature Oh, okay. Or maybe starting with like a county commission. I was just going to say, just jumping into the state level, huh? Did uh, did Matt mm-hmm. Solomon get defeated? Okay, cool. Pretty sure. Okay, I'm thrilled that I know. Like that was the thing I was most excited for with this election was to Dude, stop getting fucking so mailers and ads oh, no, on YouTube. Robert. <laughs> Matt Solomon says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once political season's over, you forget how how bad it gets, and it gets worse every time. Yeah, man. You know, it's always very strange. The political ads out in force, especially like YouTube, Google ad buys. Holy fuck. See, that's why I pay for YouTube, man. No fucking ads. I get it. I mean, I might. PB&D has YouTube premium. You can just log in as YouTube. You don't have to do it. I might next next election cycle just be like, fuck it. Here's here's money. YouTube, it's worth it for these two months. That's the best money I spend all month. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. I understand. Mm. I mean, I did notice coroner. Yeah. The person Amber Flanagan, man. By themselves. So yeah. we should all run for coroner. Her husband was on the podcast way back when. Good friends oh, really? of Benji back in the day. Yeah. Josh oh, shit. Flanagan. Yeah. Josh Flanagan. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Oh, I yeah. forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. I texted Benji. Like when I was filling out my ballot, I was like, dude, Amber running unopposed. And he was like, no shit. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't I actually I ran into her. Oh. She was at the. We hosted a, an event for the Democrats when like Joe Naguse and mm. Bennett came through and Jared Polis was there, a whole bunch of stuff. But like a- anyone running on the Democratic ticket in our county was there. Oh, and yeah. Amber Flanagan was there. And I don't I, even know. I, sh- I totally forgot that Josh Flanagan. Yeah. I don't know why I never put that together. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I. Now. I mean, I haven't seen that woman in shit the many, many years. I don't know if I even recognize her. Do. Well, I won't remember if I and do. She, well, she ran out of post. So I was going to say she won, right? 
<laughs> but, I assume so. Yeah. Be a, that'd be a hell of a write-in campaign. When did she, she get? She got elected in like 2020, right? No, that's the first year. It was the first time? Pretty sure. Because we had a different coroner at one point. I forget who it was. I have no idea, man. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway. Uh, what does it take to be a coroner? Do you have to have a medical degree of some kind? Nothing? Nothing. Really? Or some like 90% sure. Or was before she was coroner, I think. Um, I think yeah. you have to be able to pick up a body. I think that's about it. Can And then do person what? Dead? An autopsy. You have to declare people dead. I think that's about it. I think you have to, so you just have maybe to do autopsies. Could one learn to be a coroner via the YouTubes? Uh, oh, I guarantee. Sure. I bet you can. <laughs> I you got... can. Amber, we're coming for you. Get ready. <laughs> no, I'm cool. I'm squeamish. I don't want none of that business. Yeah. Um, I think you just have to give an oath that you won't have sex with them. I think that's the only <laughs> requirement. Uh, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> well, to Jeff, it looks like it's down to you, man. We both yeah. bounced out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I just don't. I just don't. My business with cadavers is not something I want the government involved. With, okay? <laughs> I mean, man, I feel that way about love lives in general. Uh, yeah. Sometimes when a man and a dead woman love each other very much, hey, man, <laughs> and that man is elected to be county coroner, <laughs> that man. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I would a job I would never want. As, as a civic servant of any kind, like a county clerk. I think that would be hmm. probably one of the worst jobs because all you have to do is deal with like people, like just people filing for all kinds of permits and the paperwork alone would be, and, and you also deal with like the complaints and stuff yeah. for the county commissioners and all that yeah. stuff. Although, from what I hear, it's being a county commissioner is not all it's cracked up to be. It's <laughs> it's not just. Oh, a, you don't say. Yeah, it pays well though. I think prior to it does pay well. Holy it's shit! It's like balls. the only county job that pays really well. Yeah, I had no idea. Mm. No hey, idea. I'd vote for you, Ben, if you want to run. Thanks. I would. But then you got to get spouse. me on, and then we'll vote Jeff in, and then we'll just fucking. Uh, fam, CC's fam, America. Yeah. Uh, this thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. future mm-hmm. teachers of America. I think we are, we live in all three districts. I think oh, we, there you go. I think we could do it. We could swing a triumvirate, guys. Better than pizza parties. Here it is. I, oh, I I'm, did see Max. Are you going to run for Keystone Mayor if it happens? <laughs> that just makes me laugh. And the, my old neighbor I can't we used to call himself the mayor of Keystone. Um, because we were never uh, like incorporated or anything yeah, like that. But they're trying, man. I know they are. I, dude, I, it's funny. I was talking to someone about it, and like, I'm actually against that shit. I feel like we got a good thing going right now, and like, if you fuck with it, it's gonna get like, you know, like don't if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, nah, when, like, there's a letter to the editor talking about it, saying that they. Keep, the people want more control. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I mean, I'm what sure. What kind so. of control do they want? This is my thought. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I. Oh, uh, so the plows can come here sooner than they normally do. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. What level of control they are also speaking of? Like. Yeah. For like beautification projects on the like medians. How, I mean, how I many? Don't... How many residents are in Keystone? Can't I don't fucking many. know. It like yeah. full time residents that makes n- zero sense. I mean, I couldn't There's, agree more. 
there's a handful. I guess if if you include like the Dylan Valley people, but aren't they part of Dylan? Or not Dylan Valley? Is that Montezuma and uh, well, like, but isn't Montezuma its own town? Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's unincorporated, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, they may. Yeah. Would you loop those guys into it? I mean, I guess there are some full time residences. All those like rich, fancy Keystone Ranch, all that stuff Probably. out there. Probably the elders or whatever it's called, the elders. Yeah, and like they're like Settlers Creek back there, and I mean there's mm-hmm. spots, but I don't think that it's like is Summit Cove part of Dylan or is it Summit Cove? That's the one I was trying to say. They're unincorporated, I think. Oh, okay, really? I would assume they were part of Dylan. I don't. Yeah, know. I mean if you didn't if you didn't have the cove in there, yeah, no, the population could not be that great. Yeah, um, I mean we're even talking about maybe twelve hundred people, maybe at the most. I don't maybe. know. I mean, I know one part of becoming a town is then you can apply for state money for mm-hmm. projects and shit, whereas right now Keystone can't do that. Mm, okay. They just rely on Vail Resorts to build things for them. Or the Keystone well, Neighborhood I... Company, which I think is like a – like because they actually – Keystone Neighborhood Company does a lot – they do a lot of like the upkeep that like oh, they whoa, do. That falls under the cracks of Vail. Um, yeah, yeah, they they do a lot of the resort stuff. Like I, Josh, who's yeah. now our county commissioner, used to be the uh, the what was he the executive director or something like that huh. of KNC. I don't know what his official title was. I can't yeah. remember. I mean, but, I knew he worked for him. I didn't realize he was that high up. Uh, no, he had some bosses, I think. So he he was probably like a manager or something. And but he worked on all the festivals and stuff. But like yeah. we did a a video for them that I think is still on their website. Uh, that that was like just featured all the neighborhoods and I had no idea. Sure. You know, like, but we, it was me and, uh, anyway. So, but, uh, so do you, uh, Josh not loving County commissionership? Oh, well, I don't want to, you know, okay. That's fair. That this probably isn't in, the time or place. Indict for, someone currently holding a political office. That's but, fair. That's uh, fair. I mean, I know that like, from, from what I understand it, it is like, he had to see us through the pandemic. He well, was elected was, in 2020. Well, that's what I was going to say, but like, I was curious, like, I remember, I, I know speaking to you off record, off mic about that. <laughs> and I was curious if like, it had gotten easier or better with like more experience. And so that, that's just a conversation we can have another time that I'd just be yeah. interested in. Yeah. in hearing it's, I, I don't get to talk to him about it that much, but I'm, I'm hoping to have another conversation with him at some point Yeah, yeah. Uh, soon. I see him around the theater, but he always looks sort of busy and harried and i think he comes here <laughs> to escape from his office in breckenridge oh yeah fair enough so, we'll fair see. enough but hey we're out of time so we should uh cut this cut this off and go off to your own dream of capitalism dream the dream you want to see in the world dream to dream so it could be crushed by someone with more money than you crushed by my dream but, is to destroy but hey, our dream is that you enjoyed this Sunless podcast. Find. So thank you so much for downloading and listening to Ignorant Uninformed. We've been your hosts, Mr. Jeff Watson. Later. Mr. Max Sarakistan Sarak. I've sacrificed everything. And I am Ben <laughs> Hollywood Bootstraps Whitmore. And this <laughs> has been your podcast where we take your topics and turn them into our show. Uh, uh, we'll be back next week. So make sure you check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Send us a topic to ignorant and uninformed at gmail.com you can uh, check out all the episodes all epidoses at uh, ignorantinformed.com hit that submit hit that submit a topic button while you're there and uh, send us a topic questions make the best topics and you know send us enough and we send you a t-shirt we'll saint you 
for enough topics and you'll go in the salad spinner of fate. And uh, we will be ne- back next week. The brand new episode of Hottest Fresh is Hottest Fresh.